This is an NBC News special report. Here's Kate Snow. Good morning. We come on the air this morning because the president's medical team is about to provide an update on his condition. There's a crazy man with a scalpel in ER. He's demanding to see a quack. Hi, everybody. Now, tell Dr. Nick where is the trouble. Oh, I'm at G. I got ants in my pants. I'm discombobulated. Give me a calmative. Slow down, sir. You're going to give yourself skin failure. All right. Dude. Wait, Dude, wait, hold on. We're, just, I, we're I, just in the chat saying fevers climb from 101 to 102.5. He's going to fucking die. Two to one I mean, bets. Let's go. He's definitely going back to the hospital tonight, right? Like, I, I within no a few way. days. I think he can hold. I think they have enough like equipment in the White House. They can keep him there for a while. But I think I think it's going to be like within five days. I think he's going to be back it, back it, at the White House. It's going to be just me, like Walter Reed. Yeah, it's going to be just like when Homer was trying to go to Duff Gardens and just like yes. just shivering, just clutching, and then just Dude. immediately head first into the ground. So cold. Your lips are turning blue. I think you better stay home. No, Duff Gardens, hurrah! Whatever, whatever we do learn, it's going to be through Claudia Conway's Insta or uh, TikTok, I think, because that's, <laughs> she's the closest I, I, we've got. I mean, yeah, hey. she's. I mean, it is very. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what to make of her. The Conways obviously have like, they're extremely cynical operators, and, <laughs> yes. and they, they, they've they've preserved their own credibility with certain wings of online influencers. Where he's a never Trump influencer, and, she, and right. Kellyanne's a MAGA. And it feels like they saw the Bernie thing happening. Let's let's have a democratic socialist in the uh, angle on this shit. I, but I, yes, some some of the shit she's doing seems like her I mean, telling she's the world what, her mom had COVID. Yeah, yeah. she's fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah. Unless unless she's rebelling against them trying to use her for social media by just straight up snitching on all their shit. She uh, was she seemed genuine about wanting to get emancipated, but it is it's the most chaos family in the country, and they're good at whatever they're attempting to do. If it's, it's if it's, it's cynical. A, it's a Lincoln Project psyop. It's so uh, yeah. good. Claudia in particular is just such a fun mix in the timeline. Um, yeah. But uh, so welcome to Brigham Young Money. It's another week here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over to Greg to do the intro this week. Um, where we, He's got some stuff to talk about real quick, and then uh, we'll jump into all the news that everyone's been waiting for, that we've been dying to talk about, which of course is specifically the D Joe Biden and Donald Trump debate. So we'll, uh, we'll go to that yeah. in just a sec. So as the designated himbo of Brigham oh Young Money, the <laughs> certified dumbass, um, I promise we are going to get to the jokes. Um, but today I need to take a little bit of a serious tone in the intro in that I had a, uh, a close friend, somebody that I, I truly deeply loved and respected who passed away suddenly. Um, he had an accident over the weekend. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but um, yeah, was passed passed away, passed on today. Um, he was my creative director for quite a while. He's been a mentor to me in my career. Um, someone I've leaned upon. I think I've, everyone who listens to the show know that my uh, my brother passed away six and a half years ago. Uh, I was in Philadelphia at the time uh, working for an ad agency and 
scrambling. I mean, the second I got the call that my brother was going to die, I looked at my fiance, my now wife, and I said, we got to get home. Uh, Pat was one of the very first people that I called because I, I needed to get a, I needed to get a job. Um, and I had a job within a week and a half after calling Pat. And he's one of the most joyous, creative, smartest, funniest people. Um, and he's leaving behind a wife and four children, four young children. His, uh, his oldest is 14. Where you can you can go to my Twitter page. It's at dad sham dad d a d s h a m m d a d. Yes, I changed it. Fuck off. <clears throat> and my pin tweet is a link to his GoFundMe. Um, there's been quite the outpouring of love and funds, um, but it's a pretty scary time to not really know where your income is going to be. So if you have a few extra bucks you know, kick it over, especially, you know, we, we talked a lot about kind of the principles of our leftism um, and that's really kindness and, and empathy. And there, I don't know if I've ever really met a person kinder and more empathetic than Pat. Um, so I think, you know, if you can pay it forward and help, even if you didn't know him, help somebody in need this is a time that I think we all could use a little bit of help, especially a family who just lost uh, lost a father. So it's awful. we'll have the, uh, again, you can find the link on my Twitter page. We'll, we'll throw the link up on the, uh, on the site and on the podcast and everything. And, you know, just, I don't know, skip, skip your morning coffee, throw five bucks. It's cliche, but like every single cent, helps a family in need right now it really does and shit is just completely awful for way too many people even without unexpected losses like we've seen from like i mean friends and family this year it's just been so many casualties of just like a really awful time so um I mean, that's kind of how we became friends we all just needed to talk about how bad things were <laughs> and we find uh comfort and solidarity in each other so um yeah, go donate if you can. Um, so yeah, today uh, it's we're recording on Monday. This is October. Was it f October fifth already? We're less than a month away from the election at this Time point. Time doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Actually, you got your normal crew here. So this, Jordan, this so time it kind of does matter because I think we should probably timestamp literally everything we say now. Honestly, we are. This okay, is a timeline-heavy episode, so we do need to talk about the time. Um, so Trump yeah, is alive at this point. <laughs> Yes, Donald Trump is alive right now, um, and the voice you've just heard—we've got a—we've got a fourth. We've added a fourth into the mix for tonight, and of course, we are talking about Mark Ag, who is uh, Ag. How did I say your name right? Ag. Yeah, Ag is. Yeah, AG. you nailed it. You, it's almost like the letter A, the letter G is how. It's extremely simple. There we go. Like showbiz and Ag. That is my '90s hip hop reference. Yes. And Mark night. is the he's, of course, the genius behind the Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. He's the genius behind shows like the comedy comedy knockout and the Jeselnik offensive. But more <laughs> importantly, the enemy of the Mitt Romney campaign in uh, I believe was that 2012. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot. We did a yeah. homework. 
I remembered that the other day. And uh, how the hell did you, did you would Google News? Is that where they found that? Well, he's our or... sitting senator, so we have to keep yeah, tabs uh, on we, him. We can't escape the grasp of Mitt Romney, even if we wanted. Um, yeah. yeah. One of these guys brought it up, and I remember that vaguely, which was <laughs> there's like an old like BuzzFeed news link, which talks yeah. about um, – you know, the latest proponent of the rumor of is a liberal stand-up comedian who tweeted, true story, a friend got called by Romney Canvasser, she asked, and she asked, and when he was in the Philippines, Mitt outsourced his own fucking campaign. The story was retweeted more than a thousand times, which uh, adjusted for today's Twitter economy was was pretty big. And has, <laughs> it's made its way into the, li the liberal blogosphere, so... Yeah, I mean, I just, like, that was, like, like at one in the morning, Some a buddy told me that at a bar. And then I just tweeted it, put my phone in my pocket, go home, go to sleep. And I wake up in the morning and it's a news story that a Romney spokesman had to answer for. <laughs> it was like, I didn't, if, if I, like, it's one of those things where like, I, um, if I'd known that was going to be taken seriously as a news story, I probably wouldn't tweet. It was just like an anecdote that I heard. I, totally. I it, it's, it seems like it could be true, but I don't fucking know anything. But seriously, how does it feel to get Obama reelected? Ooh, nice. Well, I haven't got my cut of the uh, campaign ad by yet. You got a hell of a lot of hope and change, though. If we're adding yeah. things up, going back the way that we're that we're supposed to, I believe you are directly responsible for Trump because you gave us Obama, and Obama gave us Trump. So yeah. you can thank Mark for Trump and RBG while we're at it as well. So oh, cool. Yeah. Mark just made my uh, boxing list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Mark, tell us about yourself real quick. Um, I mean, other than the infamy that I've spoken about before, but just give us a rundown over, uh, you know, what you're, why you're interested in this bullshit that we like as well, and what you do. Right, well, um, I, uh, I, I grew up in Southern Virginia, small town. Uh, after college, I moved. I, I basically majored in journalism type stuff, and I moved to Texas. Got a job with the newspaper there. I worked. For, I was a reporter for a newspaper for like eight years. And during that time, I started doing stand-up, and I quit to go full-time to stand-up in like 2008, nine. Um, did that for did the road for a while. I moved to LA in 2011 and fell into uh, comedy writing for TV shows. That's what I do now. Um, yes. That's Cliff Notes. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so politically, like, what what informed your politics? And because I, I mean, obviously, um, you wrote for the page for Patriot Act, but like. I mean, as a person, like what what's kind of influenced your politics, like to to lead you to that point? Well, I, I grew up in uh, in the South with a dad who liked Rush Limbaugh. Dude, nice, <laughs> same except so Utah. Fucking same. Yeah. So uh, uh, my way of rebelling was like when I was fifteen, reading books like Black Like Me and arguing with my dad about it. Uh, and then, so that's sort of where I uh, uh, just where I, my brain has hung out ever since then. <laughs> uh, Radicalized by I, black like me. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. It was just a way to, to trigger my dad over his rabid Bill Clinton. My, my, look, my dad was right about Bill Clinton. I got to give it. I got to give it up there. It turns out. It turns Dude. out. We would have, yeah. If he was still alive, yeah. we'd be agreeing on that right now. <laughs> I that's yeah. So I remember there was a moment I had with my dad where I mean, our our the we've we've disagreed politically almost my entire life, and but there was like a brief moment in there where we shared this like pure hatred for the clintons and i was like man maybe like my maybe my dad's politics aren't so bad that lasted like two weeks or something but like for that brief moment i remember thinking like yeah i mean we were on a road trip and we were just talking about i was like oh man 
really don't like it was when Hillary was running and I was like I just don't want her to ever be president I don't want the Clintons to go far away and we we shared a moment it's been all downhill since then but it's a poetic story you know it's like you know a lot of fathers and sons go fishing to bond and like you guys bond over your hatred of the Clintons. I know. My dad and I had the same thing, except it was Hunter Biden, and it was like last year. And it was the really? only time I've bonded with my dad on anything outside of like baseball and football. So that was like that was a special moment where we could just talk about Hunter Biden doing cocaine. It was it was it was magical. I look the, the Hunter Biden's such a funny thing because like, yeah, I mean everybody working class looks at that and knows it's bullshit. But like if if you the solution to rich people giving their sons jobs is guillotines. Show me the person actually advocating that. And we, we can, we can get on the same page. Cause uh, like they're totally for giving rich people, other people giving their sons jobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they are. Um, so, okay. Well, I just, I just want to hear like, I just one time during the primary and I just wanted to hear Bernie be like, that's it. We're bringing out the guillotines. Fuck them. Dude. I, he didn't even need to dude chris matthews got himself fired over that That's whole right. thing, he's like he's like if bernie wins you're gonna drive me into central park and i i blah, blah, blah. or i guess he said it, it was similar to what it was back in like whatever year he was crying about and and bit bernie's similar is he does he like the good socialism or the bad socialism and i would have been executed god dude that was then he and- got himself uh resigned forcefully resigned after that, that but it's great. all it's also like you know like healthcare chris matthews i know dude that Isn't that it? what a miserable time that was and we had um who's the old who's the clinton guy who pretends like he's like a poor dude but he lives in that mega mansion from the south what's his name oh uh, carville carville yeah, james yeah, carville dude, carville was a fucking nightmare during that those couple months too um, but speaking of our favorite Hollywood heroes, um, Mark, like, what are you doing for work right now? Like, is, is are you good? Like, are you because you obviously can't do stand up right now, but you you write for TV. But are you uh, like, what's going on? Uh, I haven't done. I got, you know, I, I, got, I got married and got older and didn't want to be out till four in the morning anymore. Right. So I basically quit stand up a while ago. OK, ago. cool. Um, um, but I, I had a, a, a job working this show for like 11 weeks and we just wrapped that on thursday thursday yeah so i'm a free agent again looking for the next thing but uh nice. that show and man they got a great cast like if i um not to plug it but it's got it's a, a clip show so it's like a much darker timeline version of america's funniest home videos with the nice. premise of these three losers of the nsa have to watch um all the videos hacked from our uh, cell phones so that was oh fine, but we got Brian Posehn and Ron Funches and uh, oh really, hosted by Edward Snowden. Babe, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of the premise of it, but it's like one third workplace comedy and two thirds people getting hit in the balls in really dystopian ways. <laughs> it's like when is it coming out? I think it premieres in October sometime. It was real right. quick. Like, it was like, oh, it was a pretty good. You know, I had to go to didn't have to go to set often, but it was like rapid tests and. Uh, uh, COVID nurses yelling at people to keep their masks on. You're like, you're like yeah, in the yeah. NBA bubble. You're, you're in. If, if I, if I'm not mistaken, are you a bit of an NBA guy yourself? Oh yeah, man. So yeah, my my favorite sport by a mile. Um, okay. Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, but it was like it, it was kind of edifying because it was like it makes you realize, oh, the pandemic was always manageable if someone wanted to spend an extra few bucks to take care of it. Because all you, you you can still make TV shows. You just have to ask people to wear masks and test pay to test test people every day. You just gotta 
come out, come out your pockets for it. We'll you know? we'll get into that shit. But it's like that's really like the most insane thing about it. Like somebody posted just like a picture of a rapid test facility in Germany that's just like a pop up on the side of the road, and they're like begging people. They're like, come in, like it's like, it's like a train station, right? Yes, man. It's yeah. like it's like going to a drinking fountain or something. Like it's like just this thing that's just there, and you just go do it just to be sure, and then. Um, yeah, it's like it's this is all just political decisions and priorities and and we will absolutely be getting into that shit show. Um, but like the speaking like with the NBA and the, the jazz are very, very foundational to the deep sadness that the three of us hold. Um, <laughs> what team? Who's your team? Uh, Mavericks. I lived in Dallas for like 11 years and I uh, I moved there right after Cuban bought them and uh, um and they started getting good, and it, they had just drafted Dirk and uh, gotten Nash wow. and stuff. So. Okay, very envious of Mavericks fans and the franchise over the last however many years. Wow. Okay. So, what's um, the uh, what's kind of the feeling right now in LA with the Heat? Or, I mean, the Lakers being up two one. I know Jimmy went fucking nuclear yesterday. That was. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to judge because I mean, the bars are closed and stuff. So, right. uh, I'll, I'll, like my 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 contact with Lakers fans is just over Twitter. Although, like the, the um, when I was at work last week, people were because um, uh, the game starts early here. People like the teamsters were like watching the games on their phones. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! But um, but yeah, I mean, people are obviously excited, but they don't. I mean, like, it's it's sort of it's a weird team because I always thought like it was um like. The, the, LeBron came here last year, and then this year he was going to pass Kobe on the all-time scoring list. Now, in my head, the, the divider on the team last year, I was like, LeBron better break that record on the road because uh, Lakers fans will boo him for beating yeah. Kobe's record. Well, like, like oh, boy. There yeah. was that mural in, L- in like downtown L.A. that got vandalized multiple times when LeBron came to town. Really? Yeah. That's a th- that yeah. Was a that thing. was that was a legitimate thing. There, I, I don't know exactly where it was, but it was somewhere right in downtown Salt or downtown Salt Lake, downtown LA, um, where there was this big like witness LeBron mural. Yeah, that got vandalized it, multiple times. I mean, they've they've been uh, they've, like Kobe fans are uh, Lakers. I mean, all sports fans are insane. But I used to listen to uh, like. Uh, LA Sports Talk Radio just because it's like from another planet. It's like it's like listening to like North Korean state TV or something. It's yeah. legitimately <laughs> like MAGA level idol worship. Yeah. So like like um uh, I mean like before Dwight Howard came here, it was like three years of um uh, Lakers just expecting to get Dwight Howard for free, and they eventually did. Um, <laughs> but the uh but then like the 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 ad trade thing like the dynamic with the with the pelicans they they've been the pelicans like so the um uh magic's just openly tampering right mm-hmm. yep. just openly saying shit like they're entitled to ad like but here's our trade package they won't take it it's their fault they're stupid whatever so the pels eventually leak all the trade talks to like damage laker team chemistry and Ma- but, but the whole vibe on the lakers were like just give us ad just yeah. give us AD. It's like we're the Lakers. Give us AD. It's like it's like this is you guys that, are dude, fucking nuts. That shit. That, that that type of confidence was just something that never made. I mean, it obviously makes sense, but it's like something I've never even like. It's literally just like no, yeah, we can we tamper just because like Magic what? basically like gave up his spot just because he didn't want to stop tampering, dude. So he basically <laughs> does the exact same thing, but just he 
he gave up a multi-million dollar job to post and honestly <laughs> i i respect magic so much especially because like he really just is the epitome of boomer posting Dude, his post game stuff is so good. <laughs> it'll just be like lebron scored 34 points ad added 16 rebounds of his own yes wow and the lakers yeah. won by four yeah it's, a, I know. it's like the, it's uh, just he just he just tweets out like fucking game recaps it was That's this, all it is it like, was a sports espn just follow follow magic yeah it's the sports <laughs> voice we've been missing since john madden retired i mean honestly <laughs> That's beautiful i love it booger mcfarland tried to fill the void but he doesn't have the charisma no. you know it's it's really too bad um <laughs> Yeah, so current state of those of the affairs of the NBA, like um, Jimmy did go off. I don't think he can do it that many more times again, though. So, but man, I well, and that's the thing. We had Jimmy Butler on the Jazz. (laughs) It took it took Jimmy Butler having the best finals game out of outside of LeBron in the last like ten years for the Heat to to win. And like it's it kind of honestly reminds me a little bit of like LeBron in 2015, <laughs> where like eventually like Jimmy's gonna continue to go off and like the exchange of like the you're in trouble shit talk was phenomenal, but like eventually talent wins and like you're not gonna get another game where AD scores 15 points. Dude, I, saw- I really thought. Uh, I really thought. I mean, I like. I, I thought the Heat had a legit. I mean, of course, Drogic and uh, Bam are hurt, and as a, right. like, that really set them back. But I, re- I would like to see this actual because, like, Spolster. I was expecting to see shit like a, a a diamond and one with Jay Crowder on LeBron, and just being really everybody being really confused for like five minutes and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I saw this tweet that was. Uh, I think it was it was posted yesterday, but it was. Uh, the Lakers just lost to Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, and My Chemical Romance, and it's just a picture <laughs> of their starting lineup, dude. And of course, there's a Boston guy, and the reply is getting mad about it that being racist to the white guys on the, <laughs> which is so funny. That's got to be the first time Jay Crowder and My Chemical Romance have ever been in the same sentence. Also, <laughs> cannot imagine that's happened before. No. Um, I think also, Jay like, Crowder is a big fan of the Black Parade. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Jimmy's a huge country music fan too, so like he wouldn't even be offended by that. He'd be like, I mean, like compared to a country band like Florida or or some shit, he'd be. He grew up in like West Bumblefuck, Texas. Yeah, Jimmy's like he's he's a he's a small town small town dude. Dude. Yeah, but I mean, I am too. But like, we got rap. Like, we heard about it. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We end up getting the internet. It was cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, when Greg said that you wanted to come on, it was uh, in, it was under the context that you had just tweeted about Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is something that um, we should also briefly talk about. Who, I guess they're finally arrested this time. For real, there yeah, wasn't a skit. Yeah, they got they got indicted. I'm not sure if they actually had been taken into custody yet. Okay, work, but. Uh, yeah, they're in trouble. <laughs> Dude. Okay, we should probably so, rewind the tape a little bit and like actually introduce Jacob Wall and Jack Berman. I, I can't remember Jack if we've Berman talked about Jacob the, Wall. Uh, I don't know if we have outside of maybe his Instagram or like how many roids he takes. I feel like I mentioned his OnlyFans at one point, but I, I can't. Wait, he has an OnlyFans? What? Yes, but he doesn't. He do, he doesn't post dick, dude. He just he posts the same shit on, that he posts him, on like, his Instagram. Oh, that is some horse shit. 
a podcast i listen to bit the bullet and we're subscribed it's like 50 bucks a month too listen man i need to see the great wall dude you don't see shit back there it's just like him it's him outside a cigar shop in like fresno and he's pretending he's in south beach dude that's wow. What is up with 22-year-old Republicans smoking cigars? Dude, like, they think it's... Fuck? I don't fucking know. It's so weird. Cigar Long cancer can- is the only way nowadays to but own it's the like, lips. It's the big fat cigars, dude. They love that shit. But um, Jacob Wall is this absolute huckster. He's like 22 years old, but he's been infamous for years now because he keeps throwing these like... Um, these big press conferences where he either accuses Robert Mueller of rape or like that Elizabeth Warren is a dominatrix with some like 18 year old Marine or that. Yeah. That like, one. Yeah. yeah. Pete Buttigieg is a pedophile or something. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other classics. Didn't, wasn't he the one who like was perpetuating the Ilhan Omar? Oh, um, that's like right. The brother thing. Brother that thing. Was, that yeah. was huge. He was big on that. What a, he like went what to Minnesota to solve the crime or whatever oh yeah he's like really good friends with uh laura loomer right yeah yeah they were doing a bunch of stuff soon, together soon to be congresswoman laura loomer or his Dude, fake intelligence or she, organization she is gonna lose but she there are uh, the other q people who definitely are gonna win um he, the fake intelligence thing like it was nuts because like those corporate intelligence firms are um dystopian as shit like yeah, these are the guys from, like like the, the these are guys Harvey Weinstein hired to try to like harass and intimidate and discredit his accusers. And that's like the nicest, most above board shit that they do. Yeah. Like they, these are, these are like, cause cause like the CIA can't like by this mission anyway, can't do psyops domestically. So political campaigns are now hiring like Cambridge Analytica, which is a subset of some military contractor in England to do this shit. And he decided I want to like, not even, I'm not even do the hard work of actually doing psyop. I'm going to dummy up a, I'm gonna make a dummy website to pretend I'm doing a sahya. Yep. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just shit. an entire. It's like he's just a complete like bird brain Peter Thiel. Um, yeah. And uh, so he he. He's yeah. like the American version of like a Vici collaborator. Yeah, dude. Okay, so, so he, at first he got he got popular because he was supposedly like a hedge fund manager when he was like 15. Uh, his whole life just seems like complete bullshit. But he got his license taken away for like uh, burning fake trades though, right? He's the fucking Doogie Howser of doing yes. crime. Yeah, but he, he both he both got his like his license and supposedly was managing huge hedge funds and got banned from ever trading like ever again in his life all by the time he was like 21. So he he also was like a famous Trump reply guy for a while that he leveraged yeah. into starting this like fake uh, um, corporate intelligence company with this like 40 year old named Jack Berkman. Um, Jack who, Berkman's in his 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're best. They're they're 22 year old and 53 year old who are best. <laughs> is he 53? Like, yeah, it's like uh, you know, like L- LMFAO is like a guy and his uncle, and they do cocaine and DJ together. It's like this is, <laughs> they're like the uh, like the LMFAO politics. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, yeah. So they uh, they like just it's it's absolutely incredible that neither of them have been arrested up to this point because they're just so brazen like I, they're just brazen about everything they do and have created all these super uh just outlandish scandals um I to just, try to ex- save ex- trump or something i don't really know what the end game is actually the, the lm and the lmfao of those two it just stands for laundering money 
Dude. <laughs> yep. Do you, what is, I, I can never figure out the angle with these guys because, like, being a conservative grifter is legal and pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. So the, all the extra shit they do, I guess, is the only added value they bring. But I'm, I'm assuming they just have a pack and, like, guys like Sheldon Adelson will drop a million or two here or there. And that's how they fund their but operation think, and pay themselves. It, it, but but I, it seems like they're not at that level, though. No, like, they no. don't like, like uh, Jacob Wall hates Charlie Kirk. He hates Ben Shapiro. Like, he's like this weird other brand of conservative that, like, he thinks they're like soy boy cucks or whatever. And not probably wrong. just think they're libs or <laughs> whatever. And they, yes, of course they are. They all are. But Jacob is just like, I, he's just a new type and he's he's way more interesting than the, the than like the ben shapiro's or the charlie kirk's so i back him up and talking shit on them but yep. I, I honestly don't know what the end game is either like they, they've tried to do like voter like suppression schemes they've tried to like so it's like little things like that but it's really just it seems to be publicity for publicity's sake you want to know what my theory on jacob wool and jack sure. berkman are it is they have cop brain where they assume the thing is actually going on, so if they just put it out there in the public, it'll just uh, materialize. Gotcha. Just kind of like the same okay. way like a cop will shape evidence to convict a person regardless of if they have that evidence or not. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're not wrong that if you, you can, like, uh, frame a person with narrative, like... Yeah. Um, Richard if, Jewell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or, like, um, like the... Uh, uh, you, if you grew up, go read any update about the um, um, the Orlando uh, club shooter. Yeah, like like he turns out he didn't even know that was a gay club. Like it was just like the, that that we, we the announcement was anti gay hate crime, but he literally just like his first target was closed, so he googled nearest nightclub and went there. You know, yeah. it's like so all, all these things happen, and nobody goes back and looks up the story. So he's not wrong, but like they 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 shoot for the moon and they don't exactly hit the stars when they fall short. You know, it's like, like it's like it, it's like they just. They just announced they're having a press conference where they've convicted Robert Mueller of rape. Dude. He's like, okay, well, yeah. that's that's a that's a big swing you're taking there, buddy. Honestly, I think that's it though. Like, <laughs> it's just the it's, challenger it's, disaster it is, over and it, over again. Yeah, but it's like it's like so outlandish that they haven't gotten in trouble for it because people like definitionally don't like take them seriously. So yeah. I think they think that one when one of these when they do actually hit on one, then they're going to be the guys that broke the story. Then they'll be taken seriously forever, <laughs> and they don't have to worry about all the fake ones that were just absurd and i'm really upset that it wasn't the elizabeth warren dominatrix one i really <laughs> really thought that could have been that is my favorite one just because it introduced me to like the idea of a website called cowboys for angels <laughs> is that where they also like it's just yeah. the cowboys for angels sounds like a really shitty like blink 182 spin-off oh. country album <laughs> oh no it sounds like a it sounds like a like a shitty like country bands album like it's I a big that. and rich album that's beautiful damn yeah the, the, the thing is, like, I, I want to if I'm not their life coach or whatever, but I'd be like, guy, like because what they got busted doing was like making robocalls, telling black people in Detroit that um, that uh, if you go vote, cops are going to look up your information. Oh my trying God. to like drive down turnout to, to help Trump win Michigan, which is like, I don't know how to tell them that one Michigan's not the state that's going to decide the election. So you're you're doing you're pissing the wind there anyway. And two, you're going to make way more money if there's a Democrat president. <laughs> Dude, I know. If you want to grift, you want Joe Biden to win. It's way yeah. easier to – it's way more fun to go after Joe Biden than it is to defend Trump day in and day out. It's got to be fucking exhausting. I haven't paid yeah. my mortgage in almost four years now since George Soros <laughs> put me on the payroll. So it's been incredibly lucrative. 
Dude, well, yeah, it's oh, like man. it's like gun companies because you know gun companies probably want secretly probably want Joe Biden to win because the prices for AR-15s and handguns are going to go through the roof because everyone's going to go right back into stockpiling mode. So they would have uh, they would have they should have been donating money to Bernie. Honestly, that's the, he's the best. He would have been the best for the bottom line. Probably. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's a goddamn shame. We all missed out <laughs> us and and all the corporations that could have or all the uh, the NGOs that could have made a buck. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, of of our big boy Trump and briefly Joe Biden, uh, we, there's not a lot to say about the debates because they had, we had one, which it turns out that Donald Trump definitely had coronavirus during, um, and it was just a complete shit show. And I don't think anyone was happy at all with anything that happened on screen. It was just like I I purposely avoided it and I played basketball with some friends instead. I just was like, it's a nice evening. I'm just avoiding online or the TV, and I'm very glad I did. Um, but I think, did Jordan, did you watch it? Yeah. Greg and I, Mark, did I, all three of you watch the debate? I watched it just as like a, it was like the Chapo stream or something. It was just like, I couldn't watch it directly because I felt like that'd be like staring directly at the Ark of the Covenant, and that would just burn my eyeballs out and make my head explode. Um that also happened a week ago. I, 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 I can't say that enough. It happened a week wait, ago. Wait, was that last Monday? Yeah. No, it was last Tuesday. Yeah. It was six days yeah. ago. It feels like it was three <laughs> years ago. Like, didn't the Trump tax story break last Monday? Like, it's been a week since the Trump taxes or like a little well, over a week. Yeah, that was Sunday. Sunday. So it's been eight days yeah. and that feels like eight fucking years. Mm. But I'll yeah. just... I mean, I can kind of give you. I did watch hit us the debate and and did quite a bit of doom scrolling. And it, I mean, I'll just I'll just kind of wrap it up in a nutshell. A, I mean, it was very very obvious that both Joe Biden and Donald Trump have fucking pudding brains. Like it's just gazpacho in their two skulls. Beautiful. Um, and then like the other thing that really stood out to me is like Biden didn't attack, and he's got like this this like arsenal of shit that he can do like just run on COVID enough like run on like you can't see your grandma because of this fucking guy yeah and instead he just spent the entire debate or or trump spent the entire debate just like goading biden and it it fucking worked like he kept pointing the finger and saying like he's a radical leftist he's a socialist and like Joe Biden, but then, hit but back. then also cl- said the the crime bill thing. So yes, he just has him completely pinned on both. Sides. But like, yeah, but we've already talked about it. Doesn't matter because like, I know, I know, it's just it's simply just all about like owning the libs and that there's no, I don't know, <clears throat> there's no sort of morality there. There's no sort of like sense. So yeah, he's a radical leftist socialist to which like Joe Biden just simply said, "No, I'm not. I beat the socialist." Um, and then there's he's like, like he's yeah. been saying that a lot lately. Yeah. Which, Which is, is like, really it's cool. the same. It's the same playbook they've been running since FDR. Yes. Dude, I know, and it's so sad to see. Like, I mean, it speaks to his character, but seeing like Bernie still going out there and trying to like get some votes for Joe, while Joe's like, "Hey, yeah, I beat this dumb fucking old dude from Vermont. Like, he sucks. Um, I beat him. Yeah, I'm cool." And Joe, Bernie's like, "Please vote for him." <laughs> like, well, that's that's why that's kind of what I like about Bernie though is like he doesn't like. Like just like the, the the WikiLeaks stuff about Hillary's yeah. emails and like the DNC rigged. Well, the DNC doesn't have any power. They can't do shit. They didn't. They they they, they talk smack about Bernie, but all they yeah. do is set the debate schedule. And yeah. Bernie knew it wasn't a big deal. He never complained. He's like, this is the game. Of course totally. they were for her. She's like they she like 
that she spent her career in Washington giving trading favors and calling them in and this and I don't yeah. do that. So of course they were like that's so that this stuff is like he, politics is a job to him. It's transactionally understand. Totally. Yeah, Biden's going to badmouth me. That's all in the game, and I'm going to go do what I do to try to advance my cause. Yeah, Bernie would rather be fighting against in a Joe Biden administration like he did with Obama than he, against Trump. It's I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. So Joe Biden's not or Bernie's not out there expecting to even though he calls Biden his friend. It's like I I'm sure he doesn't take it personally. And is uh, I don't think they're going to lunch. He's very focused on the game. And I think that does make him a uniquely yeah. good politician. And we all liked and that's uh, yeah. a fucking missed opportunity forever. But yeah, I know they have a new, um, uh, like, Obama won't say uh, radical Islamic terror because now they're saying Biden won't say law and order or yeah. whatever, condemn Antifa. I, dude, I forgot about the whole big thing from that debate, which is that Joe, it was the Proud whole Boys. Trump and the Proud Boys thing. That's already gone yeah. from my brain. Oh, yeah. What that, the hell? There was that whole thing, him not disavowing white supremacy, which, like, I mean, he knows yeah. his base. <laughs> well, that, um, I think it was... Uh, was it Santorum that lizard freak? He like went on TV and they then like the next day and they were talking about it. He's like, he doesn't want to like upset people that support him. And it's like, buddy, like you just gave the game away. <laughs> he just said the thing. Dude. Oh, but I mean, so ultimately, funny. what I I really gleaned from the debate the debate was just like this was just a complete rejection of the left, and it's again a lot like 2016. It's setting up a catch 22 where if Biden win wins the Democrats, they're just going to say like, oh, we don't we don't need the left. See, we won without you guys, which means yeah. like it's going to be more ignoring. There's going to be no process, and it's just like a return to a shitty normal. It's like we can finally, like you said. We can go back to brunch. I think if there is hope, and um, like I mean, I really want Trump to lose. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, uh, it, it, there, like, there's no hope of like Medicare for all under Trump, definitely. And sure. I think if there is hope uh, of any sort of big change with Biden, it's like I think it has sunk in to some extent. Even if we won't say it publicly, that this Republican Party has to be crushed. They can't actually be negotiated with. So I think the filibuster's gone. Could try to do some uh, some better shit and um, pack the but like, if, Bi if Biden wants his name in the history books, he's going to have to do big. I mean, the economy is going to be in a fucking crater. Yeah. We're going to need something approaching a new deal and um, and like the 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 super dole, the the, the the CARES Act was the most successful public policy thing to happen in fifty years. And people by accident have realized the checks from the government are fucking awesome, and we have the money, so let's do yeah. that. I think, it's gonna be hard to go back and put that back uh, that back in the bag, and yeah, uh, the ACA is very popular, and I I I, I don't know I, I I I'm I'm a moron I'm I'm naive, but I hold out a little bit. Of hope no, I mean it's it's really I mean it's what I said about about Bernie, like it's picking the fights you want to have, and it's better to be fighting against the libs than against like neo fascists, yeah. like. I think that's pretty clear. So I also, and who knows what's, who even knows how long Joe Biden's going to live, which um, really almost gave himself up to COVID this week. He's, I feel like he's incredibly lucky to have not tested positive so far. Has, has he been um, getting tested daily? Because I mean, yeah, yeah they, the thing is, the negative tests are a thing. Yeah, he's been tested daily. He's gotten his third negative test, but I th they're going to keep testing every day because as symptoms develop, like you may test negative one day, positive the next day. Can we talk um, about how insane that like the whole debate thing was with the COVID? Because, dude. yeah, because according to like the Chris Wallace too, they just like, 
Oh, the, we, the Trump yeah. campaign came in too late, so we just yeah. utilized the honor system. They so as we go through the, the timeline of, of the of the Great Awakening, we've had um, that that the debate is super funny and <laughs> and how I, it fits into the that. whole thing is I, so funny. It is amazing. I know. I do have to just jump in real quick and, and sure. finish my thought in, in that like continue. Biden that. wins. Dems say they don't need the left, and then but Which they, Biden, they probably don't at this yeah. point. But if Biden loses, it's going to be 2016 all over again, and it's going to be the left's fault. It's going to be the stupid fucking Bernie Bros. He voted for Howie Hawkins or yeah. whatever. It's going to be it's going to be a total replay. So, cool. I what's funny is that I still think uh, I think the the Biden presidency is the most likely thing because. I think that another Trump presidency would t- would accelerate things too fast, and I think this country needs like a pressure release. Um, yeah, and I, so I think the I don't know who who makes that call really, but like I think that there's going to be it's usually anti-accelerationist, and Trump is definitely the little bit more of an accelerationist. Yeah, we're uh, kind yeah. of verging on fascism a little bit too much for comfort. We should probably hit the valve at the top. Dude, well, like, especially with, like, the Supreme Court and then being, like, today, like, oh, by the way, like, that whole marriage equality thing, like, the uh, that's kind of on the table again now. Yeah, because Clarence Thomas yeah. and Samuel Lee were like, yeah, we want to do away with Ober- Oldra, uh, I can never say the case name, but the, the case that legalized gay marriage. So, yeah, that's great. And now they're getting another, like, weird Tradcath uh, justice on there, so... um and I think because of that, like what Mark said, like Joe Biden's going to be, he's up against like unprecedented type of challenges. And like, I mean, you either are going to have to like, I, there's no option to listen to a six, two or three Supreme court. Like it's, there's, that's not going to be an option at this point when the money runs out from like the, uh, which the cares act already has, but like if they don't even pass this second one and then like, there's how many people are going to be unemployed and out of homes. It's like, yeah, it's going to require a drastic measure, but, um, going back to the, like when Chris Matthews yeah. was talking about getting like getting his head chopped off, it's like so <laughs> weird. All these rich people see it coming, but don't want to take any of the offerings. Isn't that not? Yeah. It's like, it is. Like, 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 the, 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 we've been living under conditions the French Revolution happened under repeatedly for like three decades now. Yeah. And because we're Americans, we're tolerating it more. And, you know, we do have air conditioning, I guess. That's nice. Right. But the, TVs. the, the yeah. But it's like, so you, you understand the dynamics at play. And someone's like, here's a small fix we could have to try to head this off so you guys don't get murdered and still get to be very rich. And they're like, yeah. No. No. Yeah, it, it, is, it is crazy. Like it's literally it's just releasing a little bit of pressure because, you know, it's like things build up again. But I mean, I think that's the, the what they've been doing really is just like moving more and more. Uh, I mean, obviously money into the police who serve to defend them. But then also private security forces are going to be more of a thing as uh, I mean, BYU as, got its own Blackwater, right? Boy, we should talk about that. We should talk about that next time, like the next episode of yeah, the university securities, because holy shit. Yeah, I think um, just to that point, too, sure. I think it's kind of interesting because, like, it's not necessarily the best sort of like temperature gauge for a country if a large swath of people within a country are apathetic, are not just apathetic towards the possible death of their leader, but openly cheering. So. <laughs> So I think I think Mark tweeted it out um, the other day, but somebody called 
uh, Trump's weird uh, motorcade from the hospital, like a practice funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. Well, well it's so like, I, yeah, it just like doesn't doesn't bode well for the country when you dude, have like so large swaths things. of the population just like it, counting down his death like it's the fucking ball on New Year's. I is just, it? Uh, I don't even know if it's like. Look, there, there's definitely is a, a, a certain amusement. Like I hate people saying, "Oh, like these people are so evil to wish for the president." President, like wishing doesn't do anything. I'm oh, not yeah. wishing because I'm not a child <laughs> over a birthday cake. Manifesting, manifesting isn't illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of our. We will be talking about that and getting into like, whether should it's we? ethical. Shall we? Well, yeah. Let's get into it. To, to what that. was just mentioned. It, it's so, time for the main event. Let's go. I remember exactly where I was when I was a child, and 9/11 happened. And then I remember exactly where I was on Thursday, October 1st, when Donald Trump said he had coronavirus. Um, and I'm going to kind of quickly go through the timeline of what of what happened and what we've seen the last few days. Again, this is Monday. Um, I don't think he's going to die in the next couple of days. It might be. Um, it's worth keeping in mind that uh, Herman Cain died about a month after he first contracted the virus. So, um, and that was after multiple, um, well, before his account was converted into Team Dead Herman Cain. It was uh, regular Herman Zombie Cain. Zombie Herman like, Cain owns. They're like, he's kicking this thing's ass. It's great. So, um, yeah. just keep an eye on that. And uh, so Thursday, uh, it turned out that Hope Hicks was first to be announced testing positive, and she's one of Trump's closest aides. She's super hot, and um, she apparently got Trump sick. Shoot your shot, dude. She's I, I love Hope Hicks. Guys, her, her her life arc. So like four years ago, she gets a job marketing at Ivanka Trump's handbag line. Yep. Then she gets hired for the presidential campaign because she can keep a secret and I guess she has a, a, a she's nice to look at. And then two years later, she almost kills the president. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> incredible, <laughs> an incredible glow up. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I do about the handbag company. <laughs> I know, Kyle, you touched on um how you remember where you were on 9-11 yes. and then October 1st. And I don't know, I must be cursed. Cause A, back in high school, I slept through 9-11. That's right. And I like did. didn't just like ditched my first two classes oh, because wait, were you asleep when the Trump news dropped? Yes. And like, so oh, I went to bed man. super early on Thursday. I felt like shit. <laughs> and I like, I got the spots under my eyes. I get, I get migraines. I don't know if you guys do, but you get okay. the spots under your eyes and then you've got like 20 minutes to doomsday. So I popped a bunch of melatonin and fell asleep before like my body went to shit. And yeah, I, I missed the whole thing. So I've Jeez. slept through <laughs> i slept through 9-11 and i slept so through funny. trump announcing he had covid so before he announced he had covid he made one of the funniest calls into sean hannity where he basically talks about hope hicks having having tested positive and he talks about how he's like it's he's like you know like how it is out there like i there's the troops and the troops are all around and i love them so much and they want hugs they want kisses and sometimes you just like never know what's gonna happen and he just goes on this rant talking about how he may have con or hope hicks and he may have con got contracted it from so at this point he definitely knows he has coronavirus and he says it may be because he was kissing the troops um that is a but severe ten, breakdown ten, of discipline Dude, it's just incredible. At 10.45 our time, mountain time that night, he announces on Twitter that both he and Melania um, both have coronavirus and they don't mention symptoms and they say they're going to be quarantining. Um, Shams also tweeted it like right as the, the president did, which was- Woj is finished, man. Woj is done. 
R.I.P. Woe. She had a great, great run. Um, broke some really wonderful news. I will never, ever uh, forget when he announced Boyan Bogdanovich to the Jazz. But oh, man. That was great. He's, he's cooked, man. He's done. Mark, I mean, if, were you if that is, night? If Shams oh, yeah. is... <laughs> yeah, it was only it was only eleven or ten or eleven here um, when he tweeted it out, and it was it was a it was a it was probably the most fun uh, uh, two hours on Twitter since the llamas were running around, dude. That's uh, exactly. But uh, it, it's just like people talk about like it, it's. I, I know it, it's it's um, uncouth. I have a pretty dark sense of humor, so I can I I, I think it's funny when a lot of people uh, are, are uh, die. But the um, that, that's not. I'll, I'll think it's funny when I die. That's not right. like it's not like a moral judgment. But the um, I hope you all roast me if I die young. Uh, yeah, well. if I do, if I die doing something stupid, fucking have at it. What do I? What do I care? But so like it's like like it's not just joy at a bad thing happening to a bad person. There's also like um, you know, like, it's like check off his gun going off. We've all been waiting for this. He's been trying to get COVID totally. for six months. <laughs> we're all we're all obeying the fucking rules, and this guy's having indoor rallies constantly. Yeah, it's like it's it's not even like Scheidenfraud. It's just like reality. It's like oh shit, reality's real again. This is like yes. this makes sense. Life makes sense again. Yes, that's it, such it, a um, good point. I was thinking about that because, yeah, I mean, whether it's Trump, but it's like when you not to be like the teacher's pet, but you see somebody breaking the fucking rules that like, you know, we're all agreeing to for the greater good or whatever. And it's just like, how does this is this guy really like that invincible? And may, who, who fucking knows? He hasn't died yet. Maybe he is. But like to see that, like, oh, yeah, some things actually do have like there's an action and a consequence like that actually is a thing that can happen in certain cases so that was a huge reminder that yeah. this shit is actually and real it couldn't have been any more perfect that that happened at their rich republican party too that that, that which all started coming out the next day which is yes. just where everything just chalked up to everything 11. did go to shit was it but- GOP COVID bukkake. It, it really was that like the tweets, the tweets that that Thursday night were just incredible. Like I don't um, want to fucking talk about it. Th- this person said my timeline just turned into whatever the opposite of a prayer circle is. And, and then respond <laughs> against a doom manifesting triangle. Cause it was just crazy. It was, it was honestly was... like the end of return of the Jedi where all the Ewoks are singing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The, Do you oh think, I mean, God. It would be like I don't the, the part of me that my, my, um, like it's like I'm a mom in the back of my head. I don't want to like openly like root for a bad like a, a guy's life to end. Oh no! It would it would objectively be good for a like for for the thirty percent of people who are absolutely enraptured in this cult where they think this guy is super tough and masculine and he won't wear masks and don't think the germ theory of disease is real. Yes, to have them brought back into reality by having their messiah go down with a disease they've been denying would help our country survive <laughs> oh absolutely like this would be that would have been it would have been, i don't think there's a person in the country that him dying at this point would be bad for i think that's just a besides maybe the people in that would lose their jobs that are around him like like jared Kushner <laughs> could stop gr- grifting or whatever yeah. um it would be good for literally everyone but um yeah so the next morning is when we get the real great awakening of um the just Republican Mortal Kombat character selection screen of, of of people with COVID. And it turns out it was very likely this event that everyone went to um, the week. And it was, I think it was a Saturday before, but it was this event that they threw for Amy uh, Comey Barrett, Coney Barrett, who's the new Supreme Court nominee. Um, 
And again, this is just them trying to get this done as quickly as possible. So they were doing all the formalities, but they had all the, all the, all the coolest people um, at this event, all, all the hot, all the hotness and um, including our own Senator Mike Lee, who was there and who won't yeah. box me because he's a fucking coward. He still won't box Greg, unfortunately. You might want to um, put that off for two weeks anyway, just for obvious reasons. Yeah, you don't well, want yeah, to box him right now. Uh, I'll box him at a hazmat suit. But Tom Tillis was there. He got COVID as well. And um, Chuck, Grassley Chuck Grassley wasn't at that, but Tom Tillis and Mike Lee are both part of the Judiciary Committee. Yeah. And Chuck Grassley is one of the ranking members of the Judiciary Committee. He's also 87 years old. And right now he is <laughs> refusing to get a COVID test. He, guys, he's fourth in line for the presidency. Yeah, he's the president pro tempore for the Senate. Really? So, yeah. So if he's uh, after some, Pelosi, yeah, he's yeah. after Pelosi because oh. what it goes is it goes president, vice president, speaker, Senate president pro tempore, and then you go through the cabinet officials. But nice. So, yeah, you got ways to go. But all of them are in their 70s, so except for like Pence, but you know, accidents happen. Knock on wood, hopefully, nothing happens to him. Not advocating anything happening. Dude, to I don't Pence. even think the Trump people like Pence very much. Oh, like, no, I don't think they do either. Like, he's just like that establishment figure. We I know the Q people on. don't like him. No, yeah. but um, who, who do the Q people like outside of Trump? Well, they like whoever makes up Q. They think it's like some people think it's like 10 people that are Q. So they like Baron. Baron's the next, uh, He's the next Jedi. Uh, Reply All had a great podcast. They pretty they pretty much know who uh, who Q, who Q yeah. controls Q at least. But the uh, but the funny thing was, I guess passwords are real ha- easy to hack on uh, on 4chan. So like anybody, like the the password was public, so literally everybody was Q for like yeah. Six <laughs> yeah. Reply All and QAnon Anonymous have had like tons of good stuff about oh, that, yeah. but um. So uh, Kellyanne Conway was also there, former advisor to the president. She no longer works for him, um, but she didn't announce it herself. It was actually announced by Claudia Conway, her daughter on TikTok. And um, Claudia also said that my mom said she tested tested negative, but was lying. And now I have COVID as well. So she infected their whole family, I believe, which really sucks. But she's still going off on, on TikTok. Chris Christie, the world's greatest and biggest cuck, was definitely there. He has um, COVID as well, and uh, and his sole comorbidity, as he said, is asthma. So I'm sure there's nothing else what? going on there. <laughs> yeah. His comorbidity is that picture of him pouring a small bag of M&Ms into a bigger bag of M&Ms. <laughs> He's... Like I'm not trying to body shame anybody, but like he has like he, he, his BMI isn't isn't six. Dude, he's a perfect <laughs> sphere. It's great. His fucking yeah. moose knuckle has oh, boy. its okay. own area code. Oh, that's oh. tough. His guts push his belt up to his neck. Dude, it's it's so bad. Um, let's that see. picture so of him in the in the softball uniform is like oh, it's yeah. it's tough, dude. It looks like a pokeball. Um. <laughs> Trump campaign manager looks like Bill, a fucking tumor. Bill St- uh, Stipian, he he got it as well. So the campaign manager. One of the funniest ones though is uh, well, one of the I, th- I think it's funny. John Jenkins, the president of Notre Dame. And what's funny about this in particular is that Notre Dame also recently set up a snitch line for students to like rat each other out of, for breaking the rules. So everyone was using it, but just to talk about John Jenkins at this party, not wearing a mask and not obeying the rules of the university. Um, and 
some <laughs> oh we got one more really... though we got william barr too who is uh self-quarantining oh, right now and man, apparently starting to it. not feel well are you serious oh yeah oh man that Has would be bill barr in man. his adult life ever felt well that well, that's the thing dude those guys never die he's like kissinger in my mind no they um, all have the, every single one of them have like the kissinger serum like as soon as trump got into office they like dusted it off and went into like the the basement of the white house cr- opened up the safe and and dusted it all up and oh God. shot them all up it's like the requiem for a dream scene yeah dude well there's that there's the QAnon girl uh diana lorraine who's who's pretty big on pot on twitter right now she fucking but, owns she's great but she said does anyone else find it odd that no prominent democrats have had the virus but the list of republicans goes on and on what's she talking about ben mcadams got it what <laughs> zing he's a republic he's he's might he might as well be a republican got him can, can we talk about that party for just a second though yes please seeing the footage of that too just of all of them just kind of like just just kind of enjoying themselves and like the open air with no mask or anything like that just lit a fire inside of me i was so fucking pissed when i saw that because yeah. think about everything we've done for the last well since march essentially I we have put our entire lives on hold out of the greater good. We I don't go out anymore. I trying to I try to limit limit my interactions with the public as much as humanly possible because there's family members I know that that would be harmed greatly by this. Yeah. And these fucking people were just out there hugging each other, kissing, smoozing, all that fun stuff because they got their fucking judge. And that just goes to show you just exactly what they thought of the whole thing. They thought it was above them. They thought we'll never get this disease. That's for our lessers. Our lessers get this disease. That's for the poor. That's for the service workers. That's for the people who aren't us. We'll never get this fucking disease. And which is why I think a lot of people took so much glee in it too, because it it was, it's, it's like Caddyshack. It was like seeing the snobs (laughs) get their comeuppance and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. It's like, it, it's, um, the, the COVID has a huge free rider problem where it's absolutely not a problem for two thirds of America. It's a huge problem for the other third. And so the, to the, the two thirds has, uh, a significant chunk of fucking dinguses who won't, uh, uh, take care of other people. And it's like, it's like, you got know, I, I don't, as a rule, I don't argue politics with people on Facebook, but I made a mistake of replying to one thing. And it was just like, this guy was like, it's freedom to the mask. But I was like, yes, you, you absolutely cannot wear a mask and not give a shit. We're, we're asking you politely to help end the pandemic because you have the freedom to keep it going as long as you want, you fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, it's, it's fucking insane. So Mike Lee in particular, I, did we talk about on the, on the episode that was um, we didn't release because of uh, fear of legal retribution? Uh, did we talk about the Mike Lee thing on that episode? I don't think we did on that one. Too. I can't remember which one we talked about it, but Mike Lee, like when teachers were trying to get their classrooms we all did. set we up. Did. It, oh, yeah, we did. It. Yeah, because he was he yeah. was laughing at their like plexi shields on the desk. Yes, and... teachers. So, Mark, in Utah, like our, um, it's been a whole, I, I, as it is everywhere, but opening schools has been a whole thing. But there was this um, whole incident where they were like, the state was bragging about how much PPE they were they were giving to teachers and then all these teachers everywhere were like reporting that they hadn't gotten any and that they, like they were school was starting like the next day in person and they hadn't received any of the safety equipment that they had been promised by the state. And so 
um, we had like this one teacher shared on Instagram that she made these like little like race car protective shield things for like her students and um, and like space them out. And it was like this cute, creative, like safe way to. Yeah, she uh, decorated them way. as like little little cars and buses and like. Yeah. And really and, cute, creative shit in the middle of. Yeah. And our, and our one of our great senators, not. Mitt Romney, but Mike Lee went out of his way on Twitter. He like barely tweets, but he tw- he tweeted making fun of this teacher for like being. He's like, "Is this really how we want our kids to live? Like, this is ridiculous." I'm. It's like, and so now he's at this party doing this, and he gets COVID. So that was another thing of where like, um, I mean, I certainly won't be won't be sad if he uh, has a rough time of it here 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 on out. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Parody redacted. I hope he never gets sick again. Uh, it's truly dystopian that we chose to open bars before schools. I'd like to prioritize bars. It's like very, <laughs> it's like, like if, if we had to pick one to open, yeah. are, it's, it's fucking crazy. And it's like we spent know. all those months supposedly building the infrastructure to be able to do it safely. And like they sent teachers to class with like uh, some, um, I think I think we saw some uh, picture of a teacher who had received some cough drops from the school or the district, which was great. Yeah, I think like, they, they all just got a poster of the cat hanging onto the tree that says "Hang in there." <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I honestly think like grand school teachers like gave him like cough drops and like two boxes of wipes and like just, good luck. Just and like now our leaders don't even talk about it now, and we just have thousands of ca- uh, thousand plus cases every day here. So. But anyway, um, none of this has like an end goal to it. It's not. It's not the like. No, no. There's no way this plan doesn't fucking backfire tremendously on them. Well, that's and, that's the thing. It's like what we were talking about. Like, there's that pressure that's building up. Like, it's probably a bad thing that a gigantic chunk of this country looks at your little like COVID party and is like, all these people are getting exactly what is coming to them, and I'm happy about it. Like. Those are not good conditions for the ruling class. <laughs> we just watched like two years ago, like a bunch of like mass teacher strikes. How is this not the impetus for national teacher walkout? It is. It's, it's, it actually yeah, it's is. happening right now. It, there, yeah, it is happening. And there's a big one in Brooklyn this week as well. Um, and, and you're starting to find a bunch of like teacher unions. They're actually starting to find their legs in a bunch of states where they were pretty much rendered useless, especially in like Utah where like the AFT and the, like the UEA are, are actually starting to like stand up and like, no, we're not going to do this. Like teachers are literally dying. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, just the, the context around the visuals of that party. Um, but at this same day, we, we do learn that, um, on Friday that Trump definitely had coronavirus on Tuesday, for the debate and he purposely arrived late into Cleveland so they wouldn't be tested before the debate. So that's, that's great. Um, and to hopefully Joe Biden doesn't get it because, Chris, uh, Chris I mean, Wallace, he didn't do anything wrong. Chris Wallace said it was by the honor system. You put the honor system on Donald Trump. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, the the Washington Post reporter covers Trump's finances. Uh, David Fahrenholt, his his big take is that because the Trump organization doesn't have a real business model, it's gonna do like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different shit. And it was like it doesn't make sense unless you think of it as like Trump's business model is finding honor systems and exploiting them. Yeah, that's his whole that's his whole thing. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, that's why like the last few years before he went president was like nothing but like pyramid schemes and outright scams. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know this, but charities like. 
the, the, the mechanism for holding charities accountable for fraud is self-reporting. So like oh, Trump Foundation was out there for years taking children's cancer money and, uh, and, and buying themselves shit with it. And they got caught and like, oh, well, our bad. We're supposed to tell ourselves we didn't, I guess. Okay, so we're moving on. Well, I guess it makes sense he was using the same tactic that like MMA fighters use when they're just juiced out of their fucking eyeballs. <laughs> so, oh, been, yeah. Yeah. So on Friday, the day continues. And in the morning, we learned that Trump actually has symptoms now. But Mark Meadows described him as, uh, quote, very energetic. And he says that Trump learned he was ex he was, quote, exposed. But we know that he knew that he had it before going to a fundraiser out in New Jersey with like 18 private donors. And he met with them all in person. So I'm sure they're all sick as well. Um, they had a buffet at that thing, Kyle. It was a buffet. A <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So uh, like, yeah, it's just like it's like it's like they had like the Contra super spreader gun, but it's just fucking filled with COVID. Hell yes, dude. That gun was sick. <laughs> the three, dude. All right, nice. I get it. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I played that. I was gonna game. say I'm showing my age, but I don't. No, it's pretty good. Um, so at 11 a.m., uh, Kaylee McEnany said, "Who Kay, I don't, I didn't put that on here, but Kaylee McEnany and her whole crew um, has tested positive for COVID as of today, which is Monday. Um, but she said on Friday that Trump has mild symptoms. Won't she wouldn't talk about a specific timeline of when they learned that Trump had uh, coronavirus. But then in the afternoon, we learned that Trump does receive some oxygen while he's at the White House." And this is when they send out um, the doc, the White House doc, Sean Conley, where he had like, I think it was this one. I don't know if it was this one or the next one. I think it was the next one. But this guy is just like so smooth in the way he avoids every single question. Um, but he talked about how Trump received, quote, a, a experimental antibody cocktail and that Trump was experiencing some, some fatigue. And this evening is when Trump does go to um, to the actual hospital uh, to Walter Reed in order to uh, actually get some real treatment. And as he's walking out to Marine One, the helicopter, you can see him. He has an oxygen tank outline in his in his suit coat, and he's got like a, a secret little oxygen line going up into his face, but he's wearing a mask finally. See, I don't believe yeah. that, though. Like, I don't think he would actually do that. Like, he would rather just, Dude, like, that's... he would rather pretend like he was totally fine than just, like, completely just pass out walking to the helicopter than, have, <laughs> than try to give the appearance that he actually had, like, an oxygen mask or anything. Yeah, oh, that was tough. It did look like he had one, but um, I guess this is up. It's up in the air. Um, but he had an he had an incredible tweet that night, which was the weirdest thing. He said, "Going well, I think. Thank you to all. Love." And for some reason, the second L in "well" was a lowercase, or excuse me, an uppercase I, and I have no yeah. fucking idea what the deal was with that or why. Yeah, I, that's the first time someone pointed that out. That's the first time I, I didn't know. I didn't never knew the lowercase L was a slightly taller than. Yeah, it's like a tiny little bit. You barely yeah. notice it. But it's like very weird because you got to go across the keyboard to do that. To yeah. The so the Q heads <laughs> probably loved that, I'm sure. But it was really weird that like it was that just no actual uh, explanation for that. Trump takes remdesivir that night. And this is the first Trump video we, we see from inside the hospital. And it, the presidential suite at this hospital is just this like multi-room, like super nice suite. But by super nice, it's like luxury of like the 1970s. Um, but anyway, we, we got we got really weird. His videos from this whole saga have just been incredible. But 
Um, the early ones were, were a little weird. But one of the weirdest things about him, though, is that he's not wearing he doesn't wear his bronzer when he's in in this place. And he actually looks like normal ish when he's not orange. It's really strange. Like the orange thing is like a daily decision that they make. And he has like normal white skin underneath the orange bronzer that he wears all the time. One, one conspiracy theory that uh, um, uh, I, I choose to believe in, even though I have no like uh, grounding in it, it's just fun to me, is like he was a bit, he was very paranoid about um, Y2K. And a bunch of people that are paranoid about Y2K at that uh, back then took uh, uh, colloidal silver to ward off like nuclear radiation and it turned them kind of blue. And everything Dude. skin that's not covered by orange bronzer always looks kind of blue. So I, I, I always I always like to think that he's wearing the orange because if he doesn't, he has a blue tint. <laughs> that could be fixed in, in camera too, pretty easily if the, the videos they're releasing, huh? Wow. He okay, I like that one. I actually I'm I'm buying in. I'm buying in on that for sure. Hey guys, um speaking of people with blue tint skin, did you guys see that picture of Rudy Giuliani's hand? Dude, oh. He looked he looked fucking dead. Like that was weird. His he, there's a picture of Rudy Giuliani. He he went on some show. I don't know. He's been on the news a bunch lately, and also he probably has coronavirus and was coughing a lot on Fox News this evening. But he yeah. had there's this shot where his hand is by his face, and his hand is this just like deep gray color. That his skin is so it's like translucent almost, and um. But then his face just has like that same like. This is what a semi orangish healthy person might look like. And it's just it's the dichotomy is disgusting. It was really hard to look at. If if that was in a funeral home, you'd be yelling at the undertaker. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> that was tough. It was tough. Um, so Saturday morning, the White House doctor is back. He now says Trump symptoms are resolving. Um, and he mentions a fever, but then is like weird about it, says he hasn't had a fever in 24 hours. And then they were like, okay, well, is he on oxygen? He's like, that's correct. He, he's no longer, he, he's not on oxygen uh, on Friday or, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they're like, well, was he on oxygen before that? And he was like, well, he's not on oxygen right now. And they, they had this exchange like over and over. Why again. are you bringing up old shit? Yeah, <laughs> that was really the whole vibe. And he accidentally fucked up and said something. He said that Trump was positive for, or that they knew it for 72 hours. Yeah. And then he walked that back because they uh, he really told on them the whole thing there because Trump definitely did know. But then he's like, oh, I actually meant the third day, um, not 72 hours, which was was really great. And then Mark Meadows went on Fox News and directly contradicted everything that the doctor said, said it's very concerning the, the state that Trump's in. Um, yeah. They tried to. Uh, there was an anonymous anonymous source saying that after the doctor said everything's fine, an anonymous source was like, um, uh, he, he was like, his vitals are very concerning and he's not the way all that stuff. But and they but then people were like, oh, this is lying. But Mark Meadows was caught on camera doing that. Yeah. So yes. they're like, eventually he put his name on it. It was like, yeah, yeah that was me. I was the anonymous source. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. So he he's it was anonymous earlier, but then he did on go on Fox News later and be like said the same thing to basically confirm it, that it was him um yeah we got another video of trump this evening and then we got this uh we got the pictures of trump signing some papers doing some big boy work um signing with a was sharpie funny. on a blank piece of paper just <laughs> it was so guys funny. you know People... a lot a lot of kids do it something like eight percent of kids do it you know and i just <laughs> would sit around all day and just draw dicks draw pictures of dicks um what's so funny people are like digging into the like exif data on the photos and being like 
see they're only like 10 minutes apart like it's it's all fake and it's like dude it's trump signing a piece of paper with a sharpie like the, of course it's fake he this shit is like every day they do this all the time there was the other picture of him too like trying like he's hard at work and he's just like putting his fingers together staring forward at the desk like the yeah. only famously way, hard worker donald trump yeah the only yeah. way you could describe that picture was like it looked like something from like red alert 2 where you're just getting a mission from the president yeah, it was it was really tough. Um, just really, those, those treatments he's getting, like so some doctors talking about it earlier. Like the one, the the the, the antibody serum has never been like it, it's not even approved for emergency use yet. It's like it's a weird hail mary therapy to test out on the fucking president of the United States. And the combination of therapies he's getting, literally no other human being on the planet has gotten. They're just fucking throwing syringes at the president of the United States like it's a fucking dartboard. He gave and him the Wolverine. Staying. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Wolverine serum from Logan. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna either kill him or give him superpowers. And they're pretending like this is a normal, like, look, I, I don't know anything. None of us do. They're just lying to us so much. They weren't even going to tell us the whole picks tested positive. A reporter broke that yeah. story. They told her to keep it on the DL at first. All this stuff, we wouldn't know any of this stuff if they had like there's such fucking like like late Soviet Union era liars. But like we're we're all reading these tea leaves, but like he must be in either he's in dire straits, right? Either he's he's got either he's in very dangerous territories or just trying fucking anything at this point. Or two, he's read something on a on a on on Reddit and he's demanding that medicine like he did, like 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 the 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 fucking uh hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, what's crazy is they they did release the list of stuff he's taken so far, and that isn't one of the the medications, which is uh, it's very suspect. What are you I talking about? Say, I though, thought we just needed that in like a Z pack, and you were good to go. Like, yep. what? This is some bullshit. Get him some zinc <laughs> and just give him a hard line right now. We're gonna get this cleared. Let's do it. <laughs> I got it. I got to be honest, boys, because I've always wanted a Death of Stalin sequel, but I Dude. never thought it would be starring the Trump administration. <laughs> This is your chance. Um, I, I thought about that the other night. This is very much the death of style. Like we, when Trump dies, we won't know it for 36 hours. No. Yeah, it's it's going to be really fucking weird. When They're going to weekend at Bernie's that shit. I don't even. Well, like, yeah, I, I wonder it's going to be like when they hid Joe Biden underground for weeks because he was recovering from the Bernie debate. But like, I wonder how long they can keep it going because there's no way they would tell. I wonder how long it would take for it to come out. Oh, um, I but. I mean, we just went like the last four days without knowing what if Donald Trump was still alive. So I know um, but, he's gonna have Don Jr. just like pulling levers and pulleys. So like like this scene in Home Alone. You're just yeah, gonna have like cool. Mark Meadows like trying to like type out tweets on his phone. Just like oh shit, oh fuck. I, does this look like him? Does this look like him? Please tell me it looks like him. <laughs> That's something that like so throughout this whole time, this time of him in the hospital, there were tweets that were coming from his account, but you could definitely tell the ones that weren't coming from him. Like there are some people that just don't know the tone. Um, and but uh, we did get a highlight and proof of life on Sunday, which really the best things happened and um i think we should watch this video together it's the it's the probably the greatest in the series that trump released can you guys see this yeah yeah all right can you hear it no damn it hold on oh second let me get it i, I know which one you're talking about i think i can uh share this oh share computer sound oh all right Great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. 
The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. <laughs> I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders and oh, one group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street, and they've been out there for a long time, and they've got Trump flags, and they love our country, so I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little <laughs> surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. Uh, but I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA and we love what's happening. Thank you. <laughs> we love what's dude. happening. Not the book learning school, the real school. That's straight up, that might be my favorite Trump <laughs> video of all time. Dude. So he's. The, the the fucking so then a couple of days ago he tweets uh, he goes on Hannity and says that he got COVID from the troops kissing him, and now he's COVID positive walking around Walter Reed trying to meet troops. It feels like it's <laughs> a revenge plan. He's gonna get it back. Paid it forward. Yeah, <laughs> dude. The it's I I know more about coronavirus now than any of these dumbass book loser nerds who were just reading about it. That's even better than when he said he knows more than the generals. I know this is so good because I think he genuinely believes it now because he had it. Oh, that's so we actually can believe that he has. That's going to be his new strategy. I mean, that's going to be it. He was like, he's going to go to Joe Biden like, you don't know anything about coronavirus. I had coronavirus. I know everything. I'm the one to lead us through it. That's it. They're already they're already yep. like uh, <clears throat> spinning that narrative where it's Dude. like Trump Trump is going out like. And meeting his supporters in and rallying for the election, and Joe Biden's hiding again. Joe Biden has an experience like he he can't talk about coronavirus. He has an experience that like Trump has. Like the, this is uh, from from uh, Noah Schachtman at the Daily Beast. Trump knew. Trump really thinks that he can run on surviving surviving COVID. Quote, he's become some, so he's become sort of a first responder. He has lived through it and has been in the hospital, says Newt Gingrich. And he's fearless. We are not the land of the timid and the home of the scaredy cats. So so Trump was he was he was being honest. He did end up going outside uh, within a uh, doing the practice funeral. He was in this bulletproof like suv that with some other people they all had masks on but when you're in a very um confined space apparently he was uh freaking out a bunch of the doctors who were at he did the, a rona uh, hot box he oh did. my goodness yeah apparently i mean they can't roll the windows down and because the president for obvious reasons the windows are bulletproof and shit but they apparently those things are because they're um they're designed to survive nuclear uh you know radiation yeah and chemical attacks so like the air is recirculating so it's like a it's like a <laughs> It's like a it's like a Rona catching factory. <laughs> yeah, if if no one in that fucking car got it, then that's even more proof of the effectiveness of masks. Because holy shit, um, I don't think he could be in like a worse position if you're in that car and you're not Donald Trump. Um, so Sunday was just a hilarious day, but and then there was talk of him leaving Walter Reed the next day, and people were like, "That's a horrible idea." And sure enough, today he did get discharged from from Walter Reed and 
was flown to the White House on um, Marine One, and he walked up the stairs to the White uh, the White House uh, in the back, and was visibly struggling to breathe, um, and stand, and it was really tough to watch, quite honestly. And um, there's a bunch of really good videos of him just like trying to suck in as much air with his mouth as possible without like looking like he's dying and that has me pretty reassured that he's going to be back in the hospital in the next few days. Will Menneker tweeted, Trump will give a press conference tomorrow where he will sound like big puns last few recordings. Dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, like, I don't, I don't understand. They don't have any end game for this. Like, like No, they don't have an end game. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just saying, like, they don't have an end game because the only thing they're thinking about right now, too, is they're seeing, like, any sort, they're seeing, like, Joe Biden's leads expand in, like, Florida and Arizona and especially in the Midwest. They're like, we have to get out now or else it's going to, we're just going to get washed. So, but do you, do you remember in 2008, I was talking to my wife about this earlier, but when, uh, when the financial collapse, like, Obama and McCain were basically tied, right? Then the financial collapse happened. And, McCain obviously realized the economy is going to be a millstone around his neck because the fucking Republicans are running the economy to the ground again. So he uh, um, he rushes back to Washington to lead the recovery effort, and then nothing happens, and he has to go back on the campaign. He suspends his campaign, and shit. It's like, and then Obama just gradually, you know, ends up winning in a semi landslide. But the the um, these like if you're a normie who barely follows this shit, all you see is you have, you have a general understanding that the, the federal government's COVID response has been disastrous. And here you, and then you start tuning in because the election's a month away, and you see this fucking moron running around like, like, like a chicken with his head cut off, not having any idea what to yep. do, and be, continuing to be even escalating his irresponsibility. I don't understand how they think this is going to help in any way, shape, or form, but I'm not a big dollar Republican. I don't, I, there, there's no way this helps him. Like, they were pretty desperate at this point to write this off as being like, now, oh, look at the experience he's got and like the tough guy type thing. And this is like really what they're going for, which is really one of the most depraved about the whole things is basically like people on the right are very much already spiking the football with talking about how Trump, how tough Trump is like they're going on TV. Like, like we mentioned bragging about the experience, but also like the Chad Donald Trump versus the Virgin Joe Biden. Yeah. They're just doing like, there's like Senator, like Kelly Loeffler, the one who inside traded on the uh, coronavirus and made a shit ton of money um she like tweeted something like donald trump it's it's this it's the chuck norris jokes how is how is that fucking chick still have a good chance to win i know joe lieberman's dickhead son is fucking it's, up the race yeah, literally just because of him at this it's be, point yeah it's because joe lieberman's son but yeah dude i, I it's fucking ridiculous that she it has a yeah. chance i mean and is i think the only reason she didn't Maybe it wasn't illegal, but like, was it because there were, uh, it was bipartisan and then Dianne and Diane Feinstein was also on the list of people who did that? Well, she, she had her stuff in a blind trust. So okay. whatever happened with hers was like, she has plausible deniability for any sort of insider trading. Kelly gotcha. Loeffler, like, I think it's purely because, um, like she's hardcore maggots so the justice department left her alone whereas tom tillis they kind of threw under the bus they don't they didn't like tom tillis because he's not a huge yeah. Trump yeah. guy hey did you yeah that's right i forgot he was one of them too i thought i forgot it was tom tillis but like kelly loffler's is it is it her husband that's like like owns the new york stock exchange yeah she, yes she runs it or whatever yeah 
God damn it. Speaking okay. of Tom yeah. Tills. And then you, you mentioned the, the Chuck Norris tweet, which was Matt Gates, and he tweeted, President Trump won't have to recover from COVID. COVID Dude. will have to recover from President Ma or President Trump. Hashtag MAGA. You know, I always there... like to like claim victory after my doctor gives a no comment as to whether my lungs were permanently damaged. <laughs> like the Republicans right now are BYU when they were up 28-7. No, dude. Oh my God. I hate it so much. I mean, the, the, I, like I remember having this thought like back in like in, in the middle of the primary, but I was like, I had tweeted this thing that made everybody mad at me, but it was like, it was like the, the, the most obvious thing that's going to happen and it's going to blow everybody's fucking minds because it doesn't fit into anybody's worldview. But Joe Biden's going to win the nomination and he's going to win by like a 14 point margin and win Dude. 40 states. And it's, it's coming to fruition and no one's going to like it. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> good. It's the stupidest outcome, which is so like, of course, it's why gonna it's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so a few things like that came that were like that happened over the few those few days. Um, one of the interesting pieces to keep an eye on is the Claudia Conway thing because she's like leaking information about Trump that she overhears at her house, presumably, assuming she is genuine, but maybe she's a knob too. So it's just funny in the meantime. But one of the funniest things that happened, um, there was an aide that leaked. I don't know if it's a leak or whatever, but it's conversations with Republicans close to White House over the, the last 12 hours indicate it's been far more dire than the White House has said. This was on October 3rd. Before taking taken to Walter Reed, Trump kept asking aides, am I going out like Stan Chera? Am I? And Chera was Trump's New York City friend who died of COVID in April. Might I remind you that Trump's own fucking brother died of coronavirus as well. And he was, he said, am I going out like Stan Chair? He didn't even mention his brother. Like, that's such a weird part of this whole thing is that I completely spaced that his fucking brother already died of this. And he still has had that exact same attitude. And he, do you, like, do you guys remember when his brother died? And basically he just was saying that how proud his brother was of him and that he was like, he's very happy with the things we're doing as a country. Kyle. We're very, very it's happy. like he was trying to do the win for the Gipper, but it just like fucked it all up. Dude, it truly. Kyle, you just don't understand the bond that, that real <laughs> estate crooks from New York have when they share a few mm -hmm. lines at studio 54 or something in like 1983 who knows but yeah th that, that was the most like trump thing ever too is like he felt like instead of like thinking about like his brother or like any sort of like close relative or something he immediately like fell back to like one of his like one of his like real estate buddies from new york like am i going down like stan Shara? <laughs> which was honestly the thing that made me laugh the most out of the whole weekend too like so funny. just this person who's never had to face consequences or never had to face like the like even the sense of mortality finally had that shiver go down his spine the entire way it was it was beautiful I mean, yeah, that, that statement about his brother was like, uh, it's like, uh, are you sad your brother died? Yeah, he was a big fan of me. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. He, play, he played golf there, during his brother's funeral. I know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, like, the whole thing with them, like, um, lying about how long he's had it and he showed up to the debate and all that stuff, that all is, is an important piece of this. But, um, I think it's also interesting, like something I want to talk about. And it, at this point, really, um, like I mentioned that they're, they're going with the whole tough thing or 
whatever. But also they've been like Trump has been very insistent on praising the incredible government run healthcare that he that he's received at Walter Reed, which every single person there is a government employee. But he's he's on this new thing where it's just, it's like we can be brave or whatever. Like we don't. He says he said explicitly, "Don't be afraid of the virus. Just look at me. Like I I feel healthier than I ever have." And this is like maybe I'm immune. It's he said maybe I'm immune. And this is particular. It, like it's fucking hilarious and stupid and all, and all that. But like it's really insane how this really is going to be the new line. Like if he does fully recover and he doesn't die. Um, like Dan Bongino, Greg Gutfield, all those guys have gone on Fox the last couple of days and made the tough guy argument for Trump. And that like, like, this isn't something like we it's done. We're done hiding in our basements or whatever. Like it's time, like Trump, Trump made it through Dan Bongino talked about some time when he was protecting Obama in Iraq or something as a secret service member. He's like, I sacrificed for work. Then this was when those secret service members were um, secretly complaining about having to be around Trump. But he's like, I mean, they've really gone full onto this tough guy thing. And the, it's so insanely offensive to all the people who have died already to just be like, like, they just weren't tough enough. Like, that's really what and that's why I think that they're going to get fucked this with this election with Joe Biden is that like, I do not think this is going to work. And far too many people in this country know somebody who has died from this. And this isn't something that people enjoy hearing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean. Oh, like we are uh, sick equals weakness equals deserves to die is like fashion or fashion. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's like, we have to call the herd like that sort of stuff. It, it's horrible. And I think people are just kind of sick of this shit. Like yeah. it, it's gotten to a point where it's like, you know what? It was kind of cute. Even like Trump voters and like a lot of places, like a lot of like marginal Republicans were like, you know what? I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. And that's why I think like Biden's probably going to win like 35 States and like, 350 electoral votes. I think we talked about it over the weekend. And I said that, like, you know, I was, I've kind of been towing the line between who was going to win. And, you know, there's always, of course, Trump trying to steal the election, which is like still very much a thing that is, is happening. But I honestly, I don't even think it matters anymore because I think that Trump's going to get his ass kicked. And I think this COVID thing is officially the death knell in the, uh, the Trump administration. I think he's fucked. If Biden has a nine point lead in Arizona, it's over. Like it's over. Like yeah. that's what like the New York times poll said today too. It was like, it's a nine point lead in Arizona. Fucking Arizona. Five in Florida. Like, like the, the, the weird thing was like, you think of old people as being uh Trump's biggest voting block, but he's losing seniors like 65, 27 right now. It's Gen Xers. It's fucking uh, the people slightly older than me up to age like 55 who fucking love the motherfucker. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm cursing too much. I, I mean, you guys got Mormon listeners. No, fuck that, man. Go for it. We, we, if we did, we lost them or they agree with us to some extent. So it's- even <laughs> even the trip came out today with kind of the, the, the polling and the demographics of Utah. And so Trump in 2016 got 45% of the vote in Utah, but that was only because he split votes with Evan McMullen. Uh, speaking of dipshit Mormons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But even, even so, so with, with Evan McMullen not running in 2020, it's 50-40 right now for Trump. Like Trump's still going to win the yeah. state. But that he's only picked up five a five percent boost yeah. in those four years is not a good sign. Yeah, because yeah, 
Trump beat Clinton in Utah by 20 points or so because Evan McMullen took a 20% of the entire electorate too. So you had 45, 25, 20. And now that you had only have two real candidates too, because honestly, like you'll have like the libertarian, like Joe Johansson or what her name is the lady who got bit by Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. The lady who got bit by a bat. Um, <laughs> she'll take like four or 5% and like, God, I love libertarians <laughs> i do too it, they're, they're fascinating the libertarian... how can you be a libertarian after covid okay the, the libertarian party is incredible libertarianism is awful but the party itself is so fucking funny just like the just absolute joke yeah. of a people like the when video they all of the, uh, the gary johnson debate is still yes. so Dude, close they... the driver's license thing the driver's license thing yes. yeah when they boo him for saying we should well, have we need a license. we need a license to make toast in our own damn toasters. Could someone have to have a government issued license to drive a car? Hell no. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? The license to drive? You know, I'd like to see some competency exhibited by people before they drive. That's so oh. good. It's just an absolute classic. I love that he still got the nomination, though. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, that's obviously like the way they've 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 uh, moved to the tough guy thing is just such a bad idea. But it's also just horribly, ridiculously offensive to so many people. But um, something we've kind of talked about a couple of times, and as as we uh, get to kind of the end tonight, I kind of want to talk about is it. And it was kind of a hot debate when, when things were looking really bad for Trump, especially on those first couple of days. But is it okay to laugh and be happy or wish death or manifest death upon Trump at this point? Because there's been a lot of like a lot of like the uh, corporate lib types came out against this. And one of Jordan's favorite people, Charlotte Clymer, um, she had a i mean it was pretty bad but she said we're gonna have to fight for their safety healing and well-being even when we know they won't do the same for us because that's who we are and that kind of mindset prevents all of us from getting into tragic situations just like this but this was um this was compared to an earlier tweet that she had a couple months ago that was talking about georgia verifying um a thousand new covid cases in 24 hours and she did the asterisk sips coffee tweet but like, and that I think that's interesting in that, um, I mean, it's, it's it's people have certain sympathies to other people in power and, but don't, in this instance, don't care about, um, you know, people in a, in a red state. And I feel very much the opposite as, as, as that. Rachel Maddow also had like a big apology thing on MSNBC, which was really weird because it's weird to hear people talk about like this, this incredibly scary fascism and this existential threat that needs to be defeated at all costs. But then apparently we don't want him to die of a, of a, of a, of a virus like this. She like that seems like we're not, I wouldn't kill, I, I wouldn't go shoot him, but like, this seems like a good, uh, I don't hope I don't get arrested for this. This seems like a good compromise here. It's a, it's a good outcome. You're saying it's yeah. a good outcome. You, 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 you wouldn't do anything. You, did your secret service he would not do anything to cause it right <laughs> uh see um i i i think uh the way i think about it is like this is another bad sign of like everybody becoming a flack and like, everybody be doing pr now where it's like people do are doing spin for candidates when they're just regular people on twitter it's like you don't have to do that you yeah. there are people who are able to do that to like i i, I probably think it, it's probably good 
for public officials to not publicly wish each other's death. That, right. that probably leads to fascism faster than like just Trump. But I'm a regular person on Twitter. I don't have to be res- purely responsible. I can just crack jokes and have fun with it. And Charlotte Clymer can too if she wants to. She's right. not a public official. She doesn't have to be responsible. Right. <laughs> so that's and, and that's the weirdest thing. And it's like this conflation of like, um, and I don't know if it's because we've turned politicians into like we want them to be our friends or in a lot of cases our mommies and daddies or whatever. But like I got a Buttigieg's Tiger Beat poster in my bedroom. <laughs> oh my God. But I think it's so I think we've turned politicians like everything else in our culture into brands. Like well yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we have to it's we have to care deeply about this. And as if they're like a person that we would interact with. Like I would never like and and they try to um um distill it down to like oh, you don't wish death on your political opponents or, but really it's like on like a consumer choice. I make this consumer choice. This person makes this consumer choice. Like um, there were, this is just different consumer choices. Like Donald Trump isn't just someone that has a, a differing political ideology than me. Like I want him, I want him to be gone because he's causing harm to tons of people. If my, the person who lives across the hall from me um, like the an apartment across the hall, they're. I, I know she's a conservative lady. I would never want her to die of coronavirus because she has a different political ideology than me. And to like to distill like a a the person in power to be as just like some just somebody who has a different opinion, like a friend that might have sympathies with Donald Trump or something. It's an incredibly different situation. And I would that's there. There's a gigantic difference between somebody wanting Trump to die and some you want to eat your family member who likes Trump. That's yeah, it's, not the same thing. And, and like we were talking about Mitt Romney earlier, but like, like obviously I didn't, I, I wanted the guy to lose. And I think his like political ideology has tr- tremendously bad outcomes that like end up being malevolent after they're filtered through reality. Right. Like, right. like, he could, like, but I, I do think his intentions were largely okay. Like he, if, if he, if you were like, Mitt, do you wish old ladies to lose their houses and for poor people to starve? People like, no, of course not. Donald Trump actively wants that shit. Like he's a different kind of actor. Like, mm-hmm. like, like Obama had border policies that ended up with families being separated, but he wasn't like, I want to separate families to fucking punish them. This, he wouldn't this have said this is going to be the new policy if they yeah. Yeah. were planning on doing the same thing. Yeah. And I kind of fall on that too, a little bit too. Like, I don't want Donald Trump to die or anything like that. I don't, he's, he has a family. People care about him <laughs> and love him too, just like anybody yeah. else. But at the same point too, it's, I don't think we should be like kind of scolded for pointing out that the man who cut, who just like covered himself in gasoline is now on fire. Yeah. Like, and also has been like covering other people in gasoline who are closer to the fire. He's been like helping provide that as well. So like, and it, it all comes down to really like him having a way to enact power. Like the political ideology becomes violent when somebody has power, the girl across the hall, she doesn't, she's not she can't enact power at least i don't think so like at least not on the scale that like a president has so it it can't be the same type of feeling and it's not just a simple it's and this is a reaction to a lot of um material situations for a lot of people who have been made worse and uh and a lot of people who have had friends and family gets super sick and or Mm -hmm. die from this and to see somebody who has made so many like definitive decisions that have resulted in people being less safe, less safe at work, being forced to go into unsafe situations. Um, 
it's like yeah he's caused harm so like for anyone to be uh even sort of surprised by um this response it's just like we're trying to police that type of response it's like it, it reminds me of, of trying to like um dissect each one of these like uprisings that has happened and like people like looting stores or something and people trying to litigate whether that's an effective political strategy it's like it's not a strategy it's a reaction and like this yeah. what mm -hmm. what the decisions that he's made have brought up brought up brought on this reaction so trying to, to police this type of thing is like trying to tell a boiling pot of water to stop boiling and like instead of turning the fire off you know yeah yeah, no, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, my, my, my brother-in-law is, I don't know if he's going to vote, but his, like, crazy Facebook posts aren't going to do anything. I still want him to have health care, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, and yeah, everyone should be able to, I mean, it is insane to see these politicians saying that they're just checking themselves into the hotel per, out of precaution. Um, of course, they'll never, they'll never have to pay for any of this or anything like that. Um, but to see, like, the different type of, plane and a plane of existence that these people have like it's not i i and i i want that i've tried to get like talk to my friends about that type of thing because we get so wrapped up in the culture war stuff like when we see we're tweeting and we see our tweets right next to these powerful people like you'll see your friends tweet about something and you'll see a powerful senator tweet about the exact same thing and it's right after each other so sometimes we can feel like that these are that, that these are just like normal people but our, the reality is our politicians in this country have it very easy and, a, and don't have a lot of pressure and until twitter they could very much it was even easier for them to avoid um having to look at what they um what the result of their policies are so like this type of talking shit online it should be like the least of their concerns if we're if we continue on the trajectory that that we are anyway yeah Oof. um I agree. At, at yeah. any rate, um, with all of that said, uh, I'm going to the liquor store. You guys want anything? <laughs> I love when you ask me this. Oh, good, uh, Mark. This the part of the thing about Utah. You see, is that we can only buy our liquor from the quote liquor store, which are run by our state. We have we have uh, we have centrally controlled liquor. We have so we have communist liquor in Utah. We can't. Uh, yeah, Virginia has the. The same thing you can only buy a liquor in the ABC store, the, which is controlled by a state. But they, they they used to not be open open on Sun. Like it was only open nine to six. Which if, so if you have a day job, you can't get. You have to make a special trip to the booth store on your day off. Damn. Uh, and uh, it was like uh, in Sundays they were closed. So. Ours are closed Sundays yeah. still. So we. Uh... I used to think that Utah's liquor laws were really weird, and then I moved to Pennsylvania. Dude, is shit super weird on the East Coast too? Not what? everywhere, but I mean. Pennsylvania I mean, Pennsylvania is the Quaker state. The, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It, it was like So like you can't sell beer at the liquor store and Really? Yeah, you have to go to a separate beer store. Um yeah. but you can buy you can you can like it's all bring your own bottle like BYOB to any restaurant and you can buy six packs at restaurants. I don't know. It's it's super weird. Wow. When I moved to Texas, I didn't know that America still had dry counties. I guess they still have them in Tennessee and some other places too. But like Alabama, so Dallas County is dry. There are little pockets where of, really? of other incorporated areas where you can get by, where you can uh, buy rest restaurants have booze and stuff. But like it was, it was so weird to me because like I, I got to drive twenty minutes to get beer, but I can go eighty miles an hour and take a loaded gun when I go. <laughs> there was like there was yeah. like some Family Guy joke forever. I remember being on like eighth grade and i thought it was really funny it was like you, they went down to texas and they bought um 
they bought liquor and he's like well here's your free gun and they, they just hand over and he's like what he's like yeah in texas with every liquor purchase you get a free gun yeah. i mean i would make a weekly booze run to new jersey because new jersey basically has like walmart's just Hell walmart's yeah, of dude. liquor yeah, in California, you can buy liquor in the, the CVS. It's awesome. uh-huh. I know, oh, man. It's the promised land. So New Jersey, like the <laughs> Nevada of uh, Pennsylvania? I think so. I mean, it's got, yeah, it's got Atlantic go to City, Atlantic too, City. so, I mean. Yeah. I've watched like, enough Always like, Sunny like to the know Evan, that's where the they Evan go. Stin of, of Dude, that's Pennsylvania. what Pennsylvania. And Always Sunny, they go to Atlantic City for that exact reason. Uh-huh. To go do heroin on the beach. <laughs> oh man, the Atlantic City episode is so bad. It's tough, dude. But you know, just you know, if we're gonna keep it Trump, if you ever really want to see the damage that Trump can really do to a place, just spend a day walking the Atlantic City boardwalk. Is it that wait, wait, like why? Like what's the deal? Well, because he bankrupted like multiple casinos there. I don't, I don't and, know shit about Atlantic and, City. Well, keep it that way. Okay. But yeah, I mean, if you really want to see the extent of like the damage that one man can do to a city, just like go hang out in Atlantic City. Trump, uh, so he had a casino that he offloaded to, like he basically offloaded to another investor and offered to management. He paid himself management fees to run it to the ground after selling him a bad ass. It's like, it's it's, it's amazing, really. He's the the final form of American capitalism. He really is. Dude, he is incredible. He's like he's like we work if we work was a person, like just like <laughs> losing millions of dollars every single year and just doesn't fucking matter. Just keeps getting the loans. And just like um, we work, he doesn't own the buildings. Yeah, because because we work is keeping itself afloat by laundering yeah. money from Saudi sovereign wealth fund. So it's mm-hmm. like it's it's that good. Yeah, it's great. And like, what I mean, it does suck that he got COVID this quickly after that, the story with the, all all the money, because that was really funny. And the $750 taxes, that is a funny thing to compare to him getting all this uh, free extended health care. But uh, <laughs> it's cool, whatever. Um, yeah, so I think we're gonna call it a night. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you and uh, really hang out. Guys. Nice to meet you guys. You got anything you want to plug? Nah. Uh, if you if you like if you like a you want to get high and watch a stupid clip show whenever Top Secret videos premieres on TBS or True or whichever one I'm gonna put it on, watch that. Nice. So oh, like, yes. so I can get, go back to work and uh, buy some more Adidas. Oh, dude, wait, are you a sneakerhead too? Okay, well, I'm trying to get into, but I'm, I'm getting I'm getting more into to, to sneakers. Yeah, I could do a lot of online shopping. It's a problem. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, everyone have a good night. Thanks for joining yeah, I us. I got one one more thing oh, just real quick. Let's go. Prayers up to Brad Parscale. Dude. Oh, my God. I forgot, dude. <laughs> I forgot about Brad Parscale. We'll talk about him another time. You got another victim of police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. All right. Bye, guys.